Welcome back to the Bad Venture The Bad Venture Club. Club. Bad Venture Club. <laughs> Got it in one that time. <laughs> yeah, didn't have to retry that one at all. Uh, it's a tabletop role-playing actual play podcast where we are journeying to the fantasy realm of Alf Sears. My name is Kid Larson and I am your DM. I'm Sadie and I'm Esme, the Changeling Bard. It's me, Jordan. I play Chris, the Halfling Rogue. My name is John and I play Cal, the Dragonborn Paladin. And I'm Skylar, and I play Alistair, the Erginassi Sorcerer. That was clean. That was clean. And, and we're all alive. <laughs> and now it's and we're dirty. alive. Yeah, we are alive. We're all alive. Everyone's alive. Not everyone. Yeah, Anne, shot a very Anne is dead. Yeah. <laughs> Kate revealed to us when we weren't recording. Anne is very much dead. Yeah, I was going to do like a, a fun little thing of like Anne's spirit whispering like, thank you for saving me. Just... Just to Cal. Cal, <laughs> Cal heard it and he acknowledged it and he didn't want to be a tool about it. So he, <laughs> he didn't want to say I told you so to everyone else. So he just said, be free, my child. Uh, anyways. Breath. Question. Oh, yeah. Question. So the question I thought of while we were at lunch was, um, I know that Chris has a tattoo. Yeah, Chris has a tattoo. <laughs> Canonically, a tramp stamp. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So that he can get a discount at on Joanne's. At future purchases with Joanne and Michaels. Uh, does anyone else in the party have a tattoo? Does Esme have tattoos? That's Esme's business. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we don't know, actually. I mean, she could just she change them away. I was going to say, she could just she like, give herself tattoos. Give herself a tattoo, get rid of it. That's yeah. actually kind of nice. I would love that. Alistair does on the side of his head. It's oh like, yeah, oh, right. you have like your Genasi tattoos yeah. from the artwork. Does Chris have any other tattoos besides the <laughs> tramp stamp from Joanne's? No, that was his first one, believe it or not. <laughs> and it was a stick and poke of Joanne's. <laughs> was it stick and poke? I don't think Joanne had like a tattoo uh, gun. You're right. Yeah, probably stick and poke. <laughs> you're right. Uh, does Cal have any tattoos? Cal does have a tattoo from the before times, before his religious reawakening, <laughs> and he will die before he tells anyone about it. <gasps> but what about John? Will he tell us about it? No. <laughs> if y'all want to find it, you got to we'll find it. I just have to kill Cal and then search his body for tattoos. Or, you know, there's other ways, <laughs> but sure. We have to seduce Cal. <laughs> <laughs> Sadie's been playing too much Baldur's Gate, apparently. <laughs> I literally never played once. <laughs> Sadie, Sadie's played hours and hours. Cal disapproves. <laughs> uh, Chris approves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, why don't we have Jordan recap what happened the last time? All right. So we were there on the beach, um, standing there <clears throat> when this storm came in obviously things were going to go crazy uh the vibrant colors from the barbie you know island door whatever kind of recede into the island and just when that happens some blink dogs show up and stradivarius comes out Well, before that you ripped the and i ripped the i ripped the picture of stradivarius which was very brave rowan and lucy which is very brave. I wanted to keep it. But <laughs> just like tape it back together. Anyway, but that released this dark magic. Apparently it was one of uh, Stradivarius's phylacteries. Um, like a horcrux for you guys. I thought you meant the bones in his finger. No, those are phalanges. Ah. Um, so anyway, then we fought Stradivarius and kicked his butt pretty much because he was a lot weaker after we destroyed his factory and uh then when he died esme he was like him. esme killed him and she was so sad and probably still is pretty sad right feeling yeah. ambivalent uh his ghost disappeared after thanking us and saying that he was sorry. Because he was a good person all, all along. <laughs> Sadie could have fixed him. And then Cal was like, you deserved a lot worse. <laughs> but anyway, that's where we are now. Making camp on the beach, I think. Perfect. Uh, so I guess, do is there anything anyone wants to do? Oh, and I spit on some dogs. That's <laughs> yeah. Chris, Chris, Chris's mouth is extremely dry. Yeah. Because he just spent 
10 minutes spitting on dogs while everyone else was fighting. <laughs> That's all I could do. <laughs> they deserved it. Uh, perfect. So is there anything else uh, anyone wants to do this night? Oh, before? and we leveled up. Yeah, Hooray! everyone did level up. We did level up. Level up. Everyone's level seven now. Beefy. So we got some some chonky hits that can be done. What are those some, beefy seven layer burritos? Got some chonky beefy ones. Uh, but yeah, is there anything anyone would like to do while you guys are setting up camp, or are you guys good to just go to bed and then wake? I up mean, the next I day? think I think Cal's excited to, or not excited, but it feels it important to go check on the mansion, but. Whether we go camp in the mansion or whether we save that for tomorrow, it's semantics. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I guess I forgot. You guys said you wanted to go and camp in the mansion. It is shelter. That's it's true in case it rains or something. Okay. Depending on how nice it actually looks in. Oh, it's gonna be spooky. The shadow realm. Okay. We can tell ghost stories. <laughs> we just <laughs> lived one. Sitting in this haunted mansion. <laughs> yeah. And as soon as we can get off of this island, Chris, we should. Go have a conversation with Lucy about her relations to your father. Well, first we need to retreat back to the Dwarven Kingdom, but absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we absolutely need to do all of those things. Uh, Can Chris take out the scrying orb? Yeah, so as you pull it out of your bag, uh, you see that the orb is now cracked, and <gasps> it's a clear glass orb, where it used to be kind of like a dark, swirling, magical orb. It's now cracked and clear. Can I try to use it still? Yeah. Okay. Do <laughs> you, I? Do I? I want to close your eyes and you want to try, try to scroll on my dad. Hard and it's uh, nothing happens. Uh. Okay. Guys. Um. I think after we killed Stradivarius, we broke the freaking orb. You didn't think I was going to let you guys have a scrying orb, did I you? I was like, there's no way. I like, did. You made it very that's specific. OP, so I was yeah, like, yeah, that's will. like, because you can only look at one person and like, yeah. you can't see no, anything else. So I was OP. like, I'm not a dummy. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, this is worthless. And Chris chucks it as hard as he can into the ocean. From whence it came. This bitch empty. <laughs> Yeah, Chris yeets it into the ocean, and he's Roll actually. For yeet. Okay. Uh, do I add anything to it? Strength, I guess. I got a sixteen plus one seventeen. Okay, yeah, you just like launch it out into the ocean. Yeah. And it splashes. <laughs> Chris is actually Boop. really upset about it though, because he wanted to keep checking Spying in on his, on his dad, dad and seeing what he can do. <laughs> uh, dang it! We need to find some type of evidence of this relationship or I don't know. I mean, we, we have our word and like, we all saw the picture, but uh, we definitely need to go back to the mansion and like find some stuff, obviously I, steal the items. I think once we, <laughs> I think that once we present uh, the pin uh, provided to Esme, I have a feeling that Lucy is going to be a lot more candid with us. She better. <laughs> Sorry. I don't mean to yell at you. No, I understand. You deserve, Chris. You deserve answers. But but first things first. Let's go investigate this mansion. Okay. Uh, so as you guys travel through the forest, you notice that the the colors are still, uh, like I said in the last episode, there's still the greens, the purples, the blues, the pinks, but they're just a lot less Saturated. flashy and vibrant. Um, than they were the first couple of times you traversed the jungle. And as you close in on the estate that you know where Stradivarius was, rather than the giant hedges that surrounded the estate, you just kind of see dead branches of hedges, basically. Um, so instead of like a hedge surrounding it, it's essentially as if a hedge had no leaves surrounding it. So we were hiding in nothing? And as you walk, <laughs> as you walk up, uh, all of the stones in this, you know, beautiful pathway are kind of cracked and overgrown with weeds and other things. The topiaries are all out of control and and just kind of grown out of whatever shapes they used to be. Um, that doesn't look like a mermaid anymore. It looks like a <laughs> looks like, like a, a blob. Blob. It reminds me of the current state of my beard. Still hot though. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Not the beard. <laughs> <laughs> Not you. <laughs> the bush. 
<laughs> anyway, I think we should make Jordan sit with that for 10 minutes. The shrub. <laughs> okay. So, so there's the overgrown topiary. Uh, yeah, I used topiary. I was Sorry. trying to prevent that. I uh, past it. You Can see we? that uh, the fountain um, and the statues that you had seen previously are also gone. Um, and the house is standing in front of you, but it's not the vibrant pink that you had seen before. It's still pink, still marble, but it's much more dull uh, and just kind of like a flat pink marble. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what are you guys doing? Just gonna march up to the front door. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna ring the doorbell just in case. <laughs> uh, so you ring the doorbell and you just hear it echo. Uh, some of the windows are like shattered, and so you can hear it from outside. And as you ring it, some birds fly out of the top. <gasps> some haybirds. Hey. hey. Creepy. Hey. <laughs> and, uh, and then I kick the door down. <laughs> yeah. So you, you're able to push the door open just fine. And it's the same. But he kicked it down just for the record. Do you want to kick it down? Yeah. Okay, roll strength. Let's go. While he's doing this too, I'm going to gather some. <laughs> oh! What was it? Nat 20. Nice. <laughs> this little halfling with a big heart. I double kick the door. Even bigger feet. I you, jump, you jump up and kick with both kick my with feet. Both feet. <laughs> Can I knock it? And, and lands on his feet. And, and we'll, we'll just say that the door is, is like to land on his feet. <laughs> so old and unkempt that it just like just shatters like splinters into a million pieces holy moly uh, uh, sorry <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna gather up some like of the dried topiary okay <laughs> and <laughs> to get some kindling for a fire assuming there's a fireplace in here oh, sure. there's lots of uh kindling from the door that i exploded <laughs> true oh, yes yeah, you could just up, use the door <laughs> throw it into the fireplace to get a fire started for us to Get a little cozy. Cal would like to investigate the tiara and the hand axe. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, even it's like, there. Yeah. Yeah. The tiara and the hand axe are both uh, in their the places that you last saw them in the entryway. Nice. So the entryway still looks exactly the same. Um, there's not nearly as many artifacts as you saw previously, um, but the hand axe and the tiara are both there. Okay. Chris scampers over to the hand axe with, okay. with Cal, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so you pick it up and it's like a uh, long, not long, but like a silver hand axe handle with like a black piece of obsidian kind of looking. Oh, that's sick. As the, you uh, as as the blade. That. Hell yeah. And it's just like a small hand axe, kind of like hatchet sized. I feel oh, like that's, cool. I, f- I want to, Cal would. So it's normal size for We Chris. can share. <laughs> Cal, Cal would give that. So it's I like a battle axe size for Chris, and it's like a small baby hatchet for Cal. Yeah, so it's <laughs> it's Chris's axe. Maybe. I, I think we could share the axe, but yeah, Chris like takes it still. <laughs> okay. Is there any way that, do any of you have means of identifying these things? Uh, it's an axe. <laughs> so I know I'm going to tell you right now I know it's an axe can I, I'd like to see if we, I mean it's, I'm, I'm assuming it's a magic item can we roll to see if we can tell what it does sure or maybe like upon wielding it Chris suddenly familiarizes uh, himself I don't think you would know just by like wielding it if you want to try and study it I need it to out. attune to it like the tiara yeah. okay do you want me to roll something you didn't need to attune to the tiara either you just, just put it just on. Just magical traps, my boy. Oh. Because are, are in we case good you roll? didn't know, you killed the guy that this was his stuff. So all of his right. magic is gone now. Okay. I didn't know if it was like an attuned, <laughs> like you need to attune to the item to be able to wield it. No. Nah. <laughs> were we were we okay to roll? Yeah. Okay. I rolled a nat 20 on Arcana. Okay. Uh, so Cal, as you... Are, as you're like passing this back and forth between each other, you take it. You no, in, inside the black obsidian. You when the light catches it just right, you can kind of see like a greenish hint, mm-hmm. uh, and just kind of by holding it and like feeling the magics coming off of it, you know that this uh, axe was made from. It's it's actually not obsidian. It's a dragon scale. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of the black dragon scales from the Great War. 
and this hand axe allows you to cast acid arrow as a free action or as a bonus action once per long rest. Ooh. So it's a hand axe, but it also... It gives you the ability to <coughs> acid arrow. Is it right. just like a normal hand axe? It doesn't have like a, like a plus one or anything? Nope. Standard hand axe. Standard, Standard hand axe. Hand no, axe. yeah. Cal hands, it, Cal hands it to Chris and says, I think you would be able to wield this best. If you guys want me to, again, we can share if you guys want to try it out too. But Chris, I, I insist you take it. Then you get a spell. <laughs> okay. I take it. And that leaves the tiara. And I take the tiara. <laughs> <laughs> mine. <laughs> yeah, it's mine. Uh, yeah, does are you, is Alistair over looking at the tiara? Yeah, I'll, I'll look at the tiara. Okay. I, I'll, I I'll look at it. Gather. Oops. And so this is more of like a circlet of like a lighter silver with kind of like red jewels, look jewel looking things. I rolled place a 22. Set inside of it. For our con. 22. Okay. So similar to how Cal kind of knew essentially that this would allow you to wield some acid magics, you know that this is a deals in, in fire instead. Um, and so it will allow the wearer one free cast as a bonus action of wall of fire per day. That's very cool. Which we, we knew that one. And it looks, already. is it more You knew like, that one. Is it like fancy? Does it look like, how does this thing look? So it's, it's, it's a tiara. It's essentially just like a circlet with like a single red gem inset in the front. Okay. I'll just set it on Esme's head. I think that suits you a little bit <gasps> better. Who's that Ooh. wonderful girl? <laughs> <laughs> oh, she be cute. Esme changes her hair to red for a second to match the gem. Yo. There you go. Nice. She's like, thoughts? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty I'm cool. I'm a fan. Uh, and similar to how Cal was able to intuit that the obsidian is actually a dragon scale, you also know that the the circlet, the the gem inset is not a gem; it's actually a red dragon scale. So these are wow. these are two wow. like powerful items that were essentially recovered scales from the Great War that were fashioned into magical items. This guy's is a it pervert. Like recognizable, like because like now I'm wearing this. Right, we're gonna go back to the capital, and they're gonna be like. Hey, give us that. That's up to you. Gosh dang it. Yeah, I would keep them hidden from <laughs> well, Just put your Just put your bangs over it. <laughs> this just is put my your Esme I grows know. bangs. Esme changes her hair to have hey, bangs. Some, yeah. And now some and the circlet sits right underneath the bangs. Yep. Smart. Who's that? Zoe Deschanel? <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? Who's that girl? girl? <laughs> 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 uh, okay. Then they will they just add those to their inventory? Yep. Then Wall of Fire and Acid Arrow acid are arrow. both very good spells. It's technically Melf's Acid Arrow, but I don't know who Melf is. The guy who made it. <laughs> yeah. He's good. He makes all the Acid Arrows. A man Esme would like to F. <laughs> and it's not your Melf. Your old Melf. Old Melf. <laughs> but so. it was Stradivarius's before. Oh, that's true. So Too true. Assuming it was his, maybe he stole them from someone else. We need to find this mouth, guys, <laughs> for Esme's sake. Just oh, for my Esme. God. <laughs> or, I mean, okay. Esme wants to F a lot of people these, <laughs> these days. Would you figure out and find out? <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are in just the entryway. Um, like I say, there's not really any other artifacts of note uh, in here. Can we look for the evil book? Yeah, you want to go up to the library? If there's nothing else, and I mean, what do you guys think? If there's nothing else down here... Yeah, that's probably smart. Yeah, we'll just search through everything before. And uh, to stop in his office, too, just to see if there's anything. And possibly Chris might have a bowel movement. And who has the blades? The blade pieces? Me and you. Me and you I have think, one, yeah, right? I, say, I, think I think I have the red have one. And did you take the black one? Piece. I think you have the black, or the black one. Because I said that was metal. And then I have the red one. Okay. So you guys head up. You're going to the library or the study first? Uh, I'll go to the study. Okay. So you push open the door to the study, and we'll say that, like, uh, who else is with you? Or is are you guys all going together? Uh, yeah, I'll go with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was thinking, which question? <laughs> <laughs> is Cal, like, everyone's going together? Yes. Okay. It might be best just in case. Sure. You never yeah, know. I'm like, let's yeah. just... 
So you you push open the door and it's just kind of like uh, the room that you guys had essentially fought in previously where um, it is just the desk. Uh, There is no longer a picture frame on there. The dragon pieces are obviously not there. There's no orb in there anymore. It's in the ocean. Are Um, Are there drawers under this desk? There are drawers on the desk. Can I try them? Yeah. So you pull open the drawers to the desk and they just kind of come open and sitting on a velvet uh, cushion, cushion pillow. Or like pillow kind of thing, I guess, lining. The key to the city. Um, there's a gold ring with a black gemstone on it. And then there is a silver necklace that uh, has some light blue gems on it. I'm going to pick them up. Okay. Uh, are you going roll to roll a deck save? No. Uh, are yeah, can I are they magical? Yeah, so roll arcana for me. Oh come on. You're shouldn't you be good at arcana? I am, but if I don't <laughs> roll good. Uh that's a seven. Okay. I rolled you, a three. You can tell that both of these items are magical. Alright. That's it. And that's it. Dope. Can I look at them? Sure. I don't know how you're gonna be better. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I rolled an eight. So, and that's what Arcana minus one. So I got a seven. Okay. Wow, these are pretty magical. I bet. <laughs> if I had to guess, I would say these are probably magic. Just based on the whole vibe. The I have spell. a friend who's an expert on magic, so maybe we can call him and he yeah, can come over. Pawn Stars. It's that guy from Pawn Stars walks in. <laughs> yeah, but he's like a half orc. Uh, and as you look around, you kind of like look through the other drawers, of the bookshelf. There's not really anything else in here of note. Okay. Should we away to the library? Mm-hmm. I'll just put the necklace and the rings like in my bag. Okay. Uh, and then as you kind of push open the door to the library, you see that actually all of the bookshelves are empty. They're all here. But, but they were previously had books on them. They are now empty. Right. In, in the vibrant world, there were books covering from floor to ceiling. And the big book. Uh, and then you go up to the second floor, and the big book is where you did see it. And I wrote in it. I said hi, and it just disappeared. Right. Nothing else happened. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there? Can you tell me what page Alistair would have written on? It would not have been like the very first page. I would have gone on like two or three pages in. Okay. It wouldn't have been like the cover page. Okay. But you're going up to the book? Yeah. Okay. So as you uh, look down at the book, you can tell as you open it to the first few pages uh, that this is a journal, essentially. Or, or a book of notes. Um. And as you flip a couple of pages in, you can see your high written in the top corner of, you know, three or four pages into mm-hmm. the book. Um, but as you kind of scan through this book, you're able to see uh, there. The first part is is consistent with um, the 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 story of adventures, basically um, detailing the the three uh rowan stradivarius and lucy adventuring together searching for powerful magical items that was kind of what they knew that they were doing but as you get further into the book you're just kind of skimming pages as you're going along you see uh it kind of gets to the point where stradivarius becomes more and more hungry for power and he hears tale that on the Felcrew Islands there is, there are powerful magical objects. This causes a rift between the three of them. They go their separate ways, and that's how Stradivarius ended up coming alone to this island. Um, while he was here, he discovered dark magic, and basically gave himself over to his lust for magical objects. And in that lust, he lost himself to dark magic and became a lich. Wow. And he wrote all of this down? Yep. 
And so the notes the notes get fewer and further between as the years have gone on. Uh, the beginning of the book is full of, like I said, adventures, stories of them together. But then as time goes on, the notes get fewer and further between. More time has passed between. Are his entries dated? Yeah. So how far back can we see from what year it is now? Like how many years have they been adventuring together? Or how long it so been the, in Chris's the date lifetime? Of, the date of the book uh, of... The date of when he left Rowan and Lucy was about 10 years ago. Okay. So they've known each other for a long time. Mm-hmm. But my dad didn't mention anything about him. But, you know. Maybe there's a little a lot bit more. And maybe there's a reason why he didn't. Yeah, well, obviously he's a douchebag, so. And you didn't, you didn't ever say anything to Lucy about who your dad was, right? I didn't. No, I didn't have a reason to. Do you so. look like your dad? Yeah, we're pretty. We look pretty similar. I mean, I have my mom's freckles. I think we need to have a long chat with Lucy. Yeah, we absolutely do. Because if he's a halfling too, and you guys look alike, surely she would have. Yeah, known. I feel like she. And like we're, I'm always talking about my dad. You guys know that. <laughs> I probably said I never something. Shut up about it. I probably said something right to her face, and I don't know. And but, maybe in her head, she just thought it was a coincidence. A or, coincidence, or maybe like there's a she knew. Maybe if, there's a very careful reason why she didn't say anything. Yeah. Either way, we'll have to have a conversation with her. I think. Flipping through the pages, is there anything like stuffed into the book or in the nope. journal? Okay. Is there any mention of additional magical objects that he might have collected? Uh. Uh-uh. Okay. No, you. I mean, you get the sense that like that was what he came here for, and like I say, the, that lust and like turned him to darker and darker magics. He's just a pervert for dragon stuff. <laughs> How about the book itself? Is the book itself magical? Oh. Is the book magical? Not, not particularly. Any... I mean, it could have just been some sort of illusion or something. Yeah, you kind of get the, the sense whole... that like the reason you wrote in it and it disappeared was just because it was like physically in a different dimension place gotcha yeah. this okay. is the one that he was like that Studying. we called like the grimoire or whatever mm-hmm. but it's just a journal yeah and okay. it basically just chronicles his path from like when he was an adventurer to essentially losing his mind and losing himself and turning into a lich okay. was there i mean so was there a reference did he do a recent reference about us when we were scrying him no so he was just reading up as, on the glory as days as you're looking through it you notice that like there they got fewer and further between and then about four years ago it just stopped just stopped. completely so he was just reliving the glory days and did you say you'll this never thing? know because you killed him before you asked <laughs> i'm just kidding did you say this book is like a a big tome uh it's, it just it's like a- large i mean it's like a like a, a coffee table book hmm. okay it's okay. like bigger than a normal book but not we're gonna take it with us it'd, for yeah, sure it'd fit in a bag like we sure. could just stuff it in okay yeah. cool Let's pocket it. Did we find out what those ring, the ring and the necklace did? Nah. No. Did you ask, magic. Did you ask anybody else besides me? <laughs> besides our most magical magic user? <laughs> yeah, who rolled really, really poorly. Yeah, no. Do you want to know what, do you know what these are? I Cal? can take a I'll crack at it. to him, I guess. I mean, they're in Alistair's bag, so. Oh. Yeah. I told he him would about. have to hand them over. I took him out of Alistair's bag. <laughs> <laughs> Stealthily. Do you want me to roll? Yeah, you're going to try and take him out of his do bag. It. Okay. <laughs> this is a slow episode. 12 plus 9. And my passive perception is not that high, I don't think. <laughs> 12 plus 9? I doubt your passive perception is 21. <laughs> but maybe. You never know. I don't even know where that is. It's so, not. It's 11. Okay. So, yeah, you're, you slip <laughs> do you know what these do? <laughs> <laughs> Let me take a look. I was just like, hey. Uh, is that an Arcana roll, Cade? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a five. <laughs> yeah. So you're Well, like, you see, son, these are a ring and a necklace, okay. which people adorn themselves with uh, to look pretty. Esme. <laughs> how, is, how does Alistair react to Chris... Stuff out of his bed. <laughs> Disappointed, but not surprised. Yeah. 18. 18. Okay. So, Esme, you are able to determine that the ring allows one cast of the spell Vampiric Touch. Spooky. Oh. For long rest. 
and the necklace is a necklace of Misty Step. <gasps> so it allows the user, the wearer, to cast Misty Step once per long rest. The Misty step vampiric touch bomb, once bomb, per bomb. long rest. Long rest. Yep. Cool. Uh, and Chris puts those in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Just we kidding. Here you go, Alistair. I'm sorry. Douche. You can keep him. Uh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, crap. You're all in the library. You have pocketed or put the book away. Essentially, the journal. And uh, Ken kind of looks around and he's like, "I mean, should we find like bedrooms or something? I don't, like, I don't know that I necessarily want to sleep in whatever bed is." This is what the whole house looks like, covered in cobwebs and stuff. I don't know that I want to sleep on a bed, but... Well, you probably already had a bed here. There well, are sofas downstairs, and we have sleep mats. That's true. We're used to sleep bed rolls. Let's just, let's just make camp you in the main before? room and light a fire and tuck in. I mean, I apparently don't remember a lot of who knows how long, so I don't really know. Well, I have camped previously, but... It's not much different. Um, okay, they haven't changed camping. So, are you? You guys are all sleeping in like the entryway. Yeah, I'm gonna go sleep yeah. down by the fire. Okay, so you guys kind of all set up. Uh, night falls, and uh, you've all rolled out your beds. Ken just kind of like curls up on one of the sofas. Um, and you guys go to sleep. Or yeah. Is there anything else anyone wants to do before bed? Esme just goes to sleep. She's had a long day. <laughs> Esme is zooted. Absolutely zonked. Okay, so you guys all lay down and go to bed. You wake up the next morning and uh, pack things up. Everyone take a long rest. Yeah, so everyone, you restore all your stuff. Yay! Do you, do you guys Woo! have sufficient supplies for a long rest? That's yeah. Supplies. That, yeah, that's the thing that makes me crazy about Baldur's Gate. Yeah. Yeah. What's dumb is that I totally do have sufficient supplies, but then it comes up with the notification. I think that's a you bug. Have the yeah. I'm like, you don't know how to count. <laughs> uh, anyways, okay, so you all wake up, you pack up your bedrolls and such, uh, and Ken looks at you and he says, okay, well, I think we could um, try and find my boat. And I could take you guys and drop you off somewhere. Uh, and then I'm going to go try and find my family. That sounds like a great plan, Ken. You've been a great help. Yeah, you've been... You did such a good job. Thanks, guys. Stuff. Should we give any of the magical items? Shut up. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> so you leave the house and head back to the beach. And after, uh, you know, maybe an hour or so, kind of like walking up the beach you see uh, Ken's boat, his like little rowboat off in the distance. And as you get closer and you all climb on board, you push off and Ken starts rowing back towards the mountains. Uh, and he just says, so do you guys want me to drop you off at the entrance to Dinsmite? Where are you headed? Where is home for you? Uh, and he points off to an island further out and says, I'm pretty sure that's my island out there. Is that in the opposite direction of Dinsmite? Yeah. So the, there's like the bay and it's like further out in the water. But pretty much no matter where Ken drops us off, it, it's out of his way. Yeah. He's he's just dropping you off to get you back to land. Is there any like uh, mermaids uh, that you know that we could like stop by first and on our way? Why? <laughs> <laughs> uh, just for personal reasons, I guess. Ignore him. <laughs> uh, I don't know where. I mean, I know there are merfolk. I don't know where they're at. Oh uh, well, okay. If you see one, will you just give him this picture of me and just say like, <laughs> "It's got your your my uh, address, your Stone of Far speech number on yeah. the back." <laughs> Do you think my friend is cute? Yes, no, maybe. I was really looking forward to meeting some mermaids, but you know. Oh, I'm sorry, man. Yeah, I mean, I know at least there were some out here. I don't. I mean, I don't really know what's <gasps> gone on since right, Strad's well, whole thing. That's but. your next mission. Ken. Aye, aye, sir. And he salutes at you. Me. I salute him back. <laughs> uh, and so as you're rowing, uh, I well, I guess, sorry, did anyone answer him? You wanted to drop you off at Dinsmite? Yeah, well, that's my question. Is Oh, yeah. It was revealed that we maybe can't trust the capital as well as people would like to believe they can. But 
do you think it's a good idea to just hand these shards of the sword over to the dwarves? We don't have to hand They're both kind of, of them. They're only in charge of one, right? We ple- we pledged to bring back one of them, the one that was stolen. I think the other one we should hold on to ourselves. But let's make sure that we ask them what color it is. Right. So that it's a they little know suspicious. That's not obvious. <laughs> so what color was yours? Yeah. Well, it wasn't obvious because we have two different colors. If we give them the black one, they're like, we had a red one. And they're like, Regardless, oh, we then just, we'll just take that one. Why don't we just tell them that that's what we found? Right. So we won't tell them about the other. To do history, there is, there has been a history dump on this podcast where I did tell you what color. Which color everyone had? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you can just. I mean, I guess I could just tell tell you because I've already dumped it. So the the Dragon King gave his allies all pieces of the uh, black sword, and then he kept the hilt of the red sword, and gave. A piece of the red to the dwarves and the yeah to the dwarves and to the halflings and to the dragonborn and remind me who is wanting to get them all together to reforge it the dragon, the dragon king. king and maybe other parties too okay and you would assume the voguing figure right and his sister and also strat was or he might have just liked magic of items. Yeah. He was just a hoe for He's magic. just a slut for magic items. He's a who dragon pervert. Yeah. <laughs> who, who isn't, honestly? Who not, isn't a not, dragon not, not a dragon pervert. <laughs> 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 a slut for magical not, items. I mean, it's Donkey from Shrek and then Stradivarius. That's like the level <laughs> of dragon The hierarchy of dragon perverts. They had a beautiful relationship, and I will not have you besperch it with the word pervert. Yeah, he wasn't interested in her at first. They had to definitely... Anyway, we're, we're losing the plot. Let's keep going. Uh, anyway, so as Ken's just kind of rowing while you guys are having this discussion... About Donkey from Shrek? About Donkey from Shrek and <laughs> uh, also the blades. Um, and he... We get in a fist fight on the boat. About I was, was going to say, from Shrek. do you guys want to resolve this before he makes it back to like the entrance to Dinsmite? Well, if we take the sword shard back to Dinsmite we may get a payout from it at the very least. What else do they have? I thought they already gave us stuff. But we did already, we made a promise and Ironbeard would probably want us to do that anyway and he's our friend, so... Yeah. Friend's a generous term. He's a... Or Ironbeard, right. At the I current say Ironbeard is your friend. <laughs> I'm thinking someone else. At the current time, uh, interests align. I guess. Okay, so after a short time, you guys make it back to... Uh, that boathouse where Ironbeard dropped you off essentially. And uh it's just a house now. You Yeah, I guess there's not any boats left because <laughs> you guys took the two boats. Uh and Ken says, Well, uh I guess here's where I leave you. Um thank you so much. And he just starts to row away. Can I shake his hand first? Sure. Cool. <laughs> he shakes all of your hands. Hooray. Uh, I give him a, a little tap on the butt. Says, Ooh, oh, thank you. <laughs> do do <laughs> we see the farm train? Um, yeah. So you, as you climb back up towards the cave entrance of Dinsmite, um, there's like a call button that you can <laughs> press. Uh, I'm assuming you push it. Yeah. Was that, was that what the ant was? Yeah, that was the ant okay. of the button. So you push it, and you guys are just kind of hanging out for a short while, and after some time, you hear the honking of the goose coming out of the tunnel, and Captain Ironbeard pulls up in the train, driving the goose. And he says, oh, my friends, Ironbeard, so much has happened. Dibs we, on the pig. We, <laughs> we died. Yes, that what? is one you, question I would like to ask you. You died? How many days has it been since uh, we left? It's been about a week. Huh. Mm. Why? Because we okay. died. <laughs> what, so you We'll said tell that. you on the way. <laughs> so much has happened, Ironbeard, but the first thing is we need to get back to Din's mind. And then um, we flash him the sword's piece. We're like, eh? And he goes, oh, um... Okay, yeah, uh, climb aboard. And he honks the goose twice. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, you start pulling back in towards Dinsmite. 
And I'm assuming as you guys are going, you're kind of filling him in on what happened. Is I there don't... anything specifically you're leaving out? That we the, found two the, yeah. shards. And the ma- the magical item that's on my head. I'm not telling you about that. Okay. I think this would be a good time to remind that Cal is opposed to Lying. intentional and direct deceit. So any time that he's participating in the discussion, he is very carefully not telling dishonest, but not intentionally leaving out the part that he had to. Gotcha. So like, and then we found the blade of the piece or whatever. You know what I mean? It just seems like he, he could just not talk. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying if he joins in, that's how he's saying it. He, he could just not say anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If he joins in, that's how he's saying it. if he's not it. saying anything, he's not lying. Got it. True. Got it. Got it. Okay. So after uh, kind of- Also, Cal yeah. has never felt more safe than in this farm goose train right now. <laughs> like after everything that's happened, this just feels like home. <laughs> Sitting in that pig, Cal is home. Cal takes a nap in the- because he feels so- He's just curled up like a little dog. He cries a little bit. (laughs) In the pig. Uh, Okay, so you guys slowly pull your way into the city of Din's Might uh, and unload at the castle. The the chief and his guards are there waiting for you. And he says, I'm pretty sure I told you folks never to come back here. And then I run run up to him. King Chief, we die. <laughs> he died. And, he and like, I just hug him. Wraps his arms around you and like slowly pats him. He's like, uh, I'm, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I missed you so much. I, uh, I, I, I appreciate that, I guess, but I do believe that I did tell you never to come back. Good chief. I believe, can we speak in private? I believe we have something you would very much like to have back. And Ironbeard kind of nods at the chief and says, uh, yes, my chief, I do think that this may change your mind about these folks. Yeah, you also didn't tell us not to come back. You told us specifically to come back with something, right? I'm pretty sure he told you to like never come back. I thought mm. he sent us on the mission to go. I thought get he the sent sword. us on the mission. Oh, I could be wrong. I could be misremembering. But either way, maybe he just assumed that we'd never get it. <laughs> he just thought you would die. It's yeah. Like they're they're dead. I'll never see them again. We did die. Also, <laughs> also, if our, if the ban from the kingdom was sort of like a lifetime ban, then technically. Technically, we died and we we came back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So he and Ironbeard kind of take you back into that private room where you had breakfast the first time. The breakfast nook, yeah. uh, They close the door behind you, and the chief says, "Uh, "Well, what's what's going on? I'm assuming the fact that you're back alive and you're back here means you found my uh, lost item." And it's Alistair who has the black one, right? It's the red one that the dwarves were given, right? You said the red one. Guys. Yes. What color was yours again? (laughs) Do not. Roll deception. (laughs) No, I'm just joking. It's right here. No. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I got an 11 plus one. Okay. That's a weird question, but it was red. Yeah. That's what I thought. just couldn't remember if it was like... (laughs) blue or something. And there's so many hues <laughs> of red. There's vermilion and sure right crimson. One. Here you go. And uh, I pull it out. And he takes it from you and you can just see like his his brow has normally been like extremely furrowed, but excuse me. For the first time Kate's crying. since you guys He's have so known emotional. Him, Taco Bell burp. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm. For the first time since you guys have his face is cracking from having to unfurrow his, his brow. His his uh, complexion relaxes, and he kind of has like muscle spasms on his face. And he says, "This is very amazing. I appreciate you going to what I would assume are great lengths to bring this back to me." And he hands it to Ironbeard and says, "Chief Ironbeard, please secure this back in the vault." And Ironbeard nods uh, and excuses himself with the shard. So you guys are left here with the chief. And he says, uh, well, I can have uh, safe passage back to the the capital for you, if uh, that is amenable. Uh, Any sort of uh, 
reward for compensation. That one. Hmm. I suppose I, I I will use something, and he opens the door and calls to one of his servants, and the servant brings uh, a bag of a thousand gold. <gasps> Whoa! Ooh! Uh, Sunny Jim. The king hands <laughs> the gold over to you, Alistair, because you were the one who asked, uh, and says, "I I truly do appreciate it. You have." helped me feel like uh, what was looking to be a nuclear arms race is is now uh, more manageable. Well, thank you for your payment, and it was no trouble. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said you died, so I'm assuming something went wrong at some point. Stranger things have happened. No, we're good. Speaking of nuclear race, uh, Good chief, I, I have one question. As you know, we were sent here with the with the mission to retrieve that piece for the capital. Um, obviously, we're going back empty-handed. They're going to ask us to make a report. I'm just wondering, how would you prefer that we respond to their questions? Well, um, that's really none of my business. Fair enough. <laughs> However you would like to portray it, I would obviously prefer that you don't say we uh, are against the capital in any way. We don't necessarily need them coming and causing any trouble here, but however you see fit to get out of the predicament you've painted yourselves in. I hope to not bring anything down on your great people. However, I would recommend that you prepare yourselves for the capital to send a second group. Well... We have dealt with far worse than thieves and liars in our time here. That hurts my feelings. I don't know why. (laughs) Well, because you did lie to him Mm. quite a bit. Then I told the truth. It's a net zero. (laughs) Uh, I didn't lie. Everyone can add 250 to their gold. (gasps) Yay. Freaking good. Uh, and the chief gold. says, I also I would, would like to lift the ban that I placed upon you. You are welcome in my kingdom anytime. Uh, and like I say, as soon as you would like to head back to the capital, I can arrange for the farm train to take you back. The whole way to the capital? Well, it can take you to the entrance. Oh, okay. We have to walk the rest of the way. Chris uh, goes up to the king chief and he's like, you know what? King Chief Greybeard, you're welcome at my house whenever you want uh, to. And no hard feelings, huh? And he like pats him on and the says, back. Thank you. I will never take you up on that. Well, just know that my mom makes a mean beef stew and uh, you're missing out. <laughs> I'll have to take your word for it. Okay. A uh, safe area. passage back to the capital would be great. Yes. Perfect. I As soon as uh, Ironbeard is uh, finish securing that item in the vault. I will have him take you back. Um, so you guys head back to the train station, and Ironbeard meets you there a short while later, and you all board the train, and he starts taking you back to the entrance. Uh, and I guess do you guys have anything you want to say to Ironbeard before you leave. I he, otherwise he's just going to drop you off and like, say Iron uh, Ironbeard. I I would like to invite you to. Join us for a drink at the Saturated Shrimp. Mm. <laughs> and he uh, laughs and says, Well, my good dragonborn friend, uh, I might be seeing you sooner than you know. Ooh. But safe travels. Can we do the tough guy predator handshake? <laughs> yeah, so you guys do like a predator handshake and you, you do like pull it into a chest bump. <laughs> and then, yeah, does anyone else have anything else to say? How do you mean? <laughs> uh, <laughs> man, I, uh, you can never be too sure who's listening. Um, but let's just say I would recommend you make your report to the Capitol uh, and then seek lodging. Uh, as soon as possible, and I, I think um, you will find a lot of answers you've been looking for. 
Okay. <laughs> okay. See, I, I wish I could be a little more, but uh, the saturated shrimp sounds like a nice place for a rest after a long journey. <laughs> I'd sure love a loosey-goosey. Let's be on our way, friends. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds awesome. I'm going to put extra fries in mine. <laughs> Should we be worried? Um... I mean, we talked a little bit in the deep about what I do think you should and should not be worried about, but uh, I think you all have enough information now to know who you should and should not trust when it comes to your current quest. Did he give her the pin? Yes. yes. Okay. It's pinned to the inside of her pocket. Yes. And, and, uh, as he also says all of that, like he kind of top. looks at you as man says, I uh, do hope you'll take what I gave you and make good use of it at the saturated shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> I actually kind of want to go to TGI Sky Days. <laughs> I'm feeling How long have you been holding on to that one? Just kidding, I wasn't. <laughs> that is from... Uh, Not another D&D podcast. Oh. So, TGI Fridays, but they did Sky God. Days because it's like in the sky. <gasps> it's for something I don't know. Uh, anyway, so he has arrived at the entrance with you. You guys walk back through that chamber that had the puzzles, um, and you make it back out into the forest. You can hear the haybirds calling, <laughs> and you set off on the path back down to the capital. And that's where we'll end. Oh, All right. So that we can try and get one more in. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Bad Venture Club. Special thanks go out to Eric Lowe for our theme song. You can find him on Instagram and Spotify or through our link tree. Another huge thanks to Jordan Stewart for our art design. You can find him at jstewillustration.com on Instagram or again through our link tree. Make sure to check out Cade's other podcast, No Bummers, wherever you listen to podcasts, as well as Skylar's other podcast, Culture Couch. Cade Larson is our DM and editor. Sadie Melton plays Esmeralda. Jordan Stewart plays Christoph Bronzefoot. John Lewis plays Cal Riggerhane. And Skylar Goforth plays Alistair Highwind. Join us back here in two weeks for the next exciting installment. And until then, stay frosty, get paid.